Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. Today, we're, we're going to be reading from Mark chapter 14, verses 3 through 10, and I am here drinking some herbal strawberry tea. Oh, that sounds nice. I am drinking some vanilla peppermint. I'm kind of on a kick with this vanilla peppermint that's really cold and rainy here. And that's some good tea. Mm-hmm. So, as you mentioned, we're reading from the Gospel of Mark. And Mark is the second gospel in the New Testament, but many historians agree that it was written first. But there is some debate over whether Mark was a Gentile or a Jew, and that is still debated today. Uh, there is consensus that it was built, uh, writ- written around um, 70 AD. And the story we're reading today, The Woman Who Anoints Jesus in Bethany, It's a story that appears in all four Gospels, but it's pretty different in each. In Matthew and Mark, they say a woman comes to anoint Jesus' head, but they don't label her a sinner. In Luke, he labels her a sinner. And then in John, the story is slightly different, and the woman is named Mary, the sister of Lazarus, and is anointing Jesus' feet. Our quote for this week is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. A reading from Mark. While Jesus was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying saying indignantly to one another, why waste this perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you and you can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. So in doing some research and reading this week, which we both like to do before we meet to talk, I came across a theory that some scholars believe this was as, as stories were being handed down in oral tradition. Uh, this may have been two separate stories that became intertwined as one. Oh. And yeah, I know it's kind of interesting. I, I love the historical aspect of the Bible. Yes, yeah, you do. Some people believe that Jesus was at dinner and a woman came to him crying and confessing sins, and then she wiped her tears that were dripping on him with her hair and that's where the story kind of comes from luke's version and then at another dinner a woman came to express gratitude maybe lazarus's sister and Mm -hmm. anointed his head with oil and as i was thinking about this i think you might agree or have some thoughts on it i realized it doesn't really matter either way whether it's one story or two stories because they're both acts of love so if it's one occasion you know, it doesn't really matter because in this reading, the disciples see waste, but Jesus sees love. That That is a really good point. I will say that I do understand where the disciples' reaction comes from. Mm-hmm. And I probably would have done the same thing at first because 
Well, Jesus Jesus points out that you can help the poor at any time that you want, whenever, and he praises the woman for what she has done for him. And this is a reminder that we can always do more. Sometimes after a really big like event or project that I've been putting a lot of work into, or if I donate money, like a large amount of money to a charity, or if I treat someone to lunch, I start to get this feeling of being content with myself, thinking, I did something good, that's enough for now, I, I did my part, but Jesus is right, we can always do more, and just because we give a lot to one thing doesn't mean we have to lighten up in another respect. In this in this case, in this story, you can give that expensive perfume up and you can still mm-hmm. help the poor. So that's kind of a lesson that I've taken mm-hmm. away from that. With, okay, so that's a good point because as you said in the reading, Jesus says, the poor you will always have with you. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he's quoting Deuteronomy there. And at first I was thinking, what, what does he mean by this? Like, you'll always have the poor. And I don't think he's saying, he's not saying like poverty is inevitable. He's actually saying to the disciples, why are you criticizing this woman when you've accepted a society that leaves so many people in need and so many people hungry? And Interesting, yeah. that's, that's applicable today. So it's, you know, here we're reading the gospel again, a call to action. We've talked about that before. And he's saying, as long as there are those in need, we all need to be more generous. You, you know, it's reminding us that as the woman does in this, she stays focused on Jesus and we all need to stay focused on Jesus too. Yeah, that is true. We see, yeah, we see the woman who is giving up something that was definitely for her, whether she received it from somebody or she saved up her money for it. She is sharing all of that gift with Jesus. She's not saving any of it for her or for later. And I would like to point out that this story takes place in the house of Simon the leper, who was someone that society had cast out. And I think that, you know, that kind of just shows who Jesus surrounds himself with and he loves everyone and he cares for everyone. Um, And the story makes me think about having the actual living Jesus in your home, in your presence. And I'm wondering, I'm not putting words in the disciples' mouths, but I'm just saying if I were in the disciples' position, I'm wondering if I would start taking having Jesus around for granted. Mm-hmm. And I would not understand the magnitude of what was to come and the important role that these disciples play after and you know spreading the word and it must, it must not have been easy answering Jesus' call of, you know, giving up everything and following him and a life of service. And the things that I take for granted in my life, and I assume will always be here to bring me joy. And that's, this story is kind of making me think of that I need to like start checking like, well, okay, what well, actually brings me joy? How can I give back to other people? Because I take so much of what I have for granted. And the disciples, they loved Jesus so much. And if I were in their shoes, I would be taking that loving relationship that it, like I would be acting like it would always be around. And not, I obviously like they're cherishing it, but I don't think they see it as coming to an end because um, of the, you know, the crucifixion and the resurrection. And then they have such an important job afterwards. So I think it's kind of a reality check for them maybe. So as you're saying this, I'm kind of thinking like, they're kind of complacent. They're, I mean, at least that's our, you and I, are, that could be our interpretation that 
um, er, like earlier in stories of the gospels, they're a little bit more reverent or like, like defer to Jesus. But in this one, That's they, they just, they just start like harshly, you know, they, it even says in there how they kind of berate her. And also she uses the whole bottle. It says like she cracked open the bottle and, mm-hmm. you know, poured the contents on. It's not like she took a small portion and was like, I think I'll just give a little bit. Like she's yeah. giving it all to mm-hmm. Jesus. So I think, I think I could see that there's some complacency there. And also Jesus is reminding them he, he's probably thinking of his own fate was on his right. mind. Cause, exactly. Cause he's saying, I'm not always going to be here. And mm-hmm. I think he probably felt grateful to the woman and maybe a little bit hurt by, you know, his his friend's reaction to what she did. Right, because she's doing that out of a complete place of love and showing him love, and I'm sure that would hurt. And Jesus points out that the woman, he says the woman did what she could, and that's a reminder to us to do the best that we can every day, to give our all to something and to put as much as we can into that. Yeah, that's a great point. And with that, I will close us out with our prayer. Lord, we thank you for all you have taught us and all your patience. Help lead us in the areas of our lives which honor you and inspire us to continuously do more. Draw us closer together in our community so that we can grow in faith and understanding of your truth. We think of all the things that we are grateful for and we cherish the blessings you have given us. Amen.